claps. I'm gonna do the claps. You know, that's good, though, because what we learned was it doesn't work when you do that. <laughs> I'm good. We did the class. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen during because I uh, lost the whole, like, uh, file. All right, let's try this again. Uh, <laughs> no lesson learned. You see, yeah, exactly. What did we learn here? We're, we're, All right. We're doubling down on the class. Well, it, it, you know what? It paid off. I was more careful yeah, no, with the class that time. Clap. All right, then. Oh. And five. <laughs> and five and four and three and two and one and go and <laughs> make a podcast. <laughs> and now, brought to you by Moquano Coffee Roasters. Coming to you live, and by that we mean recorded in advance from the Nakatomi Cigar Room in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Ted, do you want to begin our show? Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio. By my good friends, Nakatomi. My partner in radio, Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, we uh, we we wrote a little a little jingle in honor of our new magazine, our brand new magazine, uh, which we're taking the publishing industry by storm with. And uh, I think we should sing it for the for the listeners. Do you All think? right, <clears throat> Are you ready? We did a thing, we made a magazine, <laughs> which we sold <laughs> to about fifty people. <laughs> <laughs> now that's uh, that jingle. I have to... <laughs> a little backstory on the yeah, jingle. Little... Let's just go a couple minutes on the jingle, okay? If you don't mind, um, because I feel like we need to attribute Gordon Lightfoot uh, for writing that that melody, and also talk about how that was fair use because it was parody. So we can't be. Well, that's sued. it. It was parody. We kind of appropriated it, as it were. Uh, not, not, not. I know. Strong choice. Well, I know it. I know that's that's gonna that's gonna be um, triggering for some people, but, but he's uh, also white. well, yeah. So we did that's a thing. Us. We appropriated <laughs> a guy who was white. Sin sounds a lot like us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he does look and sound a lot like us in that he doesn't look like me. I don't look like a prune. <laughs> like us, Zach. He is also a songwriter. Um, you did Bubba Bubba Breakdown. I did Caution to the Wind. She was getting to me. Yeah. Gordon Lightfoot also made a song, uh, apparently called The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which is approximately an hour and a half long, and which we listened to this afternoon at the behest of my wife, Kristen Cluck. Shout out, uh, shout out KK. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop fidgeting with that. Because so it's, like, <laughs> it's really loud. It's, and it's like, like me doing the class. It's on the thing that your mic is on. So, it is. Yeah. That's problematic on a couple of different levels, and I, I acknowledge that. You're not. <laughs> Never mind. I got nothing. You're making noise <laughs> with a big old binder clip. <laughs> oh, it just gets worse. So yeah, the, I guess the funny thing about the Gordon Lightfoot situation was just noticing through all like ninety minutes of that song that every verse had the exact same cadence, and it was hard not to like 
speak in that cadence for the rest of the day, which is the thing that we've been doing. But I should say, I should tell the listeners that we are together. Uh, we're live. This is a live program, Zach. I've got swim practice an hour from now. <laughs> and then I've got to perform in the play. <laughs> which really conflicts with play practice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? If the play convicted with play practice, that would be probably No, swim practice does. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. I mean, I've listened to the song several times. I feel like it's swim practice. Yeah, the way... You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the song doesn't mention swim practice, but it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Actually, I almost made a really off-color swim practice allusion to the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, oh, too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. I think so, yeah. Um... Zach, we've got a lot of ground to cover here in the program, in that we're together in the studio. The girls are here. Uh, you've got a new gadget, a new gizmo. The gizmo has allowed me to do something I could never have done without it, which is to write down five Before, things that we were going to talk about. It is. I feel like this has opened up a whole world of possibilities for the program. In that, yeah, we've got the five things. They're all written down right there. So I feel like this levels up the program. We're more professional. I mean, we're the kind of company that does make and sell 50 magazines so now I, mean, I think I should point out that 50 magazines was we said from the beginning mm-hmm. it was going to be a limited print run because of the intensive amount of work it was going to be and yeah. and the rather eventually the rather high um, cost of materials <laughs> and that the margin for us kind of dwindled away yeah, yes yeah. Um, it sank like the Edmund Fitzgerald I want work. to point out that the, the gut check quarterly because we accidentally sold a few more copies than we intended to, we had yeah. to buy more materials yeah. so that you still can buy a copy of it. And we're going to release the sad easy version of it. We are. Yeah. So if you go to gutcheckpress.com slash quarterly, you can either buy the real thing, which you're going to want. You're going to want it. Because I, Zach, I held a copy today in my hands and it was a... It was describe how it felt and, and, and how it met your expectations or, or well, fell short of them. I, well, I want you to know it didn't, feel, it didn't fall short of them in any way. Uh, I want you to know that my expectations were exceeded, uh, in that it had a nice heft, a nice girth, um, a nice like, a nice hand feel, as it were, which is something you're you're looking for that in a magazine. You know what I mean? When you when you spend thirteen dollars, fifteen dollars Canadian on a single on a, Canadian on a sixty-four page magazine. Shout out Canada, our uh, our brothers to the north. They can't shout back. They're they're legally yeah. not allowed to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They could they could write and get permission and then shout back six <laughs> through their masks later. so we yeah, wouldn't yeah, hear yeah. them. Yeah, right. A muffled, kind of a muffled shout out. But uh, but yeah, if you're going to spend that much in a magazine, you want to know that like there's something there. There's some gravitas. And um, I want to say to you, you did a phenomenal job laying out the magazine, designing the magazine, giving it a certain look and feel that harkened back to a certain look and feel that we loved from uh, our childhoods, from growing up. And um, it's a handsome volume that uh, the people are going to want to have. Look at these girls, just the rapt attention we have. I know it. As we record, as they're both just eyeballs deep into their phones with their thumbs moving at a mile a minute. You know, it's what you dream about professionally, which is putting on a radio program with your ladies and just having them hanging on every word, you know? Yes, yes. This is the radio, the broadcaster's dream right here. Um, I feel like probably this is the way that Linda McCartney uh, looks on when, Mm. when Sir Paul... Is performing for the Duke of something. Um, but uh, I want you to also mention how, how did you feel about the amount of content we felt like we put into the magazine as we slowly 
yeah. trickled content into it versus when you saw it all there together. Doesn't it seem like it's like chuck woolery full of yes, endless content of of different kinds. Yes, it's very it's eclectic. It's, it's, it's diverse. Eclectic, it's diverse. It's fun. It's a melting pot of content. Um, I love our magazine. The Gut Check Quarterly. Issue, it's the Gut uh, Check uh, Quarterly. It's, it's uh, volume one, issue two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only one you can get right now. Or ever. Or probably. ever. Yeah, that's right. Unless we decide to do another one in Which five years. Which we might in five years. We, well, if we decide to do it in five years, then we'll do it in 16. Where do we see this? We decided to do years. this one 11 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let's see, in five years. Thanks. She's just taking the clip because yeah, he can't no, that's stop. A, that's a good. There we go. It's best for everybody. There was something very yeah. like kindergarten teacher about that. Like if you can't stop playing with that teddy, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wanted me to participate. So. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my wife. Um, her name's Erin. You know, you know Erin. KK is also here. Kristen Cluck. We're all together. Yeah, yeah. If you want to know what we've been doing today. Uh, the answer is eating, and if you want to know what more we're going to do today, is uh, well, we've been smoking, we've been eating, we'll be smoking, we're smoking now, we'll be yeah. eating. Um, that's it. That's it. That's and drinking. Today. Yeah, that's today. Um, Zach, what else do we have on your on your gizmo there? I feel like we had a lot of content that we were going to cover today. Well, we we're going to do some literacy month, but I forgot to grab my copy yeah. uh, when I was upstairs, so I'm going to need to get my copy mm-hmm. of the the omnibus. Um, but can you explain what your gizmo is? My gizmo is called a remarkable. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like if an iPad and an old school Kindle mm-hmm. had a baby. Mm. So you write on it with a pen and it appears with e-ink, which I've been obsessed with, like almost fetish, mm-hmm. e-ink fetish level mm-hmm. for a long time. Because you can get full sun on it. You can see it's, like, it's almost mm. like, and get this, it's almost like you have a piece of paper. Right. <laughs> Only. It almost delivers the same experience as. As paper. Some old tech that's been around for a while. <laughs> Namely, a sheet of paper and a pen. But I'll tell you what. I, I sent Ted the uh, the picture that I drew yep. of the uh, bull sperm for the, yeah. the uh, ad that's in the, on the back inside back cover of the magazine. Full disclosure, it's an ad for a company called Bull Strength. Bull Strength. Yeah. There's a lot of ads for things that aren't real in this magazine, yeah. but then there's also ads for things that are real. So right. it's kind of fun that way. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I think he was a little impressed... Because I did a lot of shading, like those shading guys with the pencils. I love the shading guys. I think Ted was a little impressed when he found out that I made it on the Remarkable. I, I was, I was very make it on real paper. So you can save and then send. Save yes. and send. Oh, you, so, it, so it is different than paper. It's way different. And get this, you know how like we had to fill out a form for you to be Ted's wife <laughs> at, at a camp. Yes. Um, normally, that would have been hit or miss because I would have had every intention of printing out that document, writing on it with a pen, scanning it. Transferring it to my computer, attaching it to an email. It would have been a lot of steps, a lot of messing around. All we had to do was write on it with the remarkable, and then hit a button that said send, and boom, all set. I get it, remarkable. That's a play on words. Yeah, you can remark. Yeah, That's yeah, great. and then you can erase. <laughs> See, she is very quick. Remarkable. Ah. It's, it's a dead joke, so it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And it is it is very well designed because what Scandinavians designed it? Something like of that. Of course. Uh, Iceland or somebody Norway. with a funny wow, accent yes. put it together. Let, let me tell you a dad joke that I'm really do a show happy with right now. Are you ready for this? Yeah. A man is at a funeral. At the end of the funeral, everybody is filing out, giving their condolences to the widow. Uh-huh. This guy is just like, I don't know what to say. The person in front of him gets really flowery, knew both of them really deeply, mm-hmm. quoting scripture and everything. So he, he gets up to his turn and he says, listen, I don't have all this flowery language. I don't, I don't know all the, the scriptures and stuff, but I'm going to say just one word. Okay? 
bargain. And she says, thank you so much. That means a great deal. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> the word bargain, it means a great deal? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. You guys are dumb. What, what, what about if... Listen, I'm workshopping it. What if yeah, it would have yeah. been... What if you guys said, are dumb. It's not that the joke is bad. <laughs> Hold on. You guys... It's literally every person I've told this every joke to is dumb. Every other person that heard it is just it's dumb. It's dumb. You, yeah. You made that joke. I didn't make it up. No. I didn't make it up. It's a good joke. I, I You sourced the joke no, from somewhere. He is workshopping the end of it. Here's the other option. The guy says plethora, and yeah. the woman says thanks. That means a lot. Oh... See, I like that one better. It's better than it means a great deal. Yeah, yeah. Bargain means a great deal. I feel like that's funnier, but okay. I want... (laughs) (laughs) Listeners maybe should weigh in. Oh, yeah. We all kind of of perked up when he's a plethora, though. I think that was in the room that played better. I think because it had already been explained to us once. (laughs) (laughs) That could be. Now, Ted, we are going to talk about something today that's not related to our magazine. Okay. Or to Literacy Month, or, or to any... Famous shipwrecks, and that okay. is Ted. For a while, you didn't care about politics, but now <laughs> you're really into him. So, <laughs> as long as I've known you, which yeah. has been good grief, like almost fifteen years. Yeah, nearly fifteen years. You've been like, don't give a crap about politics, guy. Correct. Like, it's not that you don't even care about the issues involved. It's that I think you recognize that getting all twisted up about them and supporting this or that or him or her isn't yeah. going to change them. Yeah. Which is something I've... Everyone I know who's like that I'm jealous of. Yeah. And and I've actually kind of almost gotten to that point myself. That's great, Lately. Baby. Just in time for you to have swung in the other direction and you and your son are talking about like a contender for the presidency and I'd never like yeah. heard word one about the guy. So yeah. what is it that got you riled up about politics? That's a great question. So, I think being that this has become a middle-aged man's lifestyle Could podcast, you answer in Lightfoot, please? Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just kidding. No, but. <laughs> I started to care when, <laughs> when I had to wear a mask for, <laughs> for one whole year. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Gordon Lightfoot, everybody. You still got it. Um, no, like... I think, and tell me if you've noticed this amongst middle-aged men as well. I feel like middle-aged men have, like, three things that they talk about. Their jobs, like, crap that they're doing to their house. Like, oh, I put a new, uh, you know, thing on the thing, you know. like I got it for a great deal on it. Yeah, yeah, I got it, you know. Um, so their jobs, their home improvement projects, their diets... Which is not a thing that middle-aged men used to talk about a generation no, ago no, 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 or no, no, ever no. before that. But they talk about it like ad nauseum now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Or politics. And because I have no interest in the first three, like, I don't care what you're doing to your house. I probably, to be honest, I probably don't care about your job unless we're really close, you know. Or your job is really interesting. I remember um, I w- a couple of weeks ago, I was like, gosh, I've had a tough week. Uh, I, gotta, I, gotta talk, I want to talk about work. I had three uh, funerals I had to do, and you were like, listen, buddy, I do not care about that <laughs> at all. Well, I care about your job, because I care about you. But, um, <laughs> but by and large, like, I've, I'm around these guys from time to time, and they're talking about politics. And I began, Zach, to feel like I started to feel like the toddler in the group, because I didn't know what they were talking about. So I'm like, if I'm going to hang with these middle-aged men like I gotta at least do a little bit of reading and, and, and 
figure out what's going on here a little bit. You see, what's funny and that is... Kinda, that kind of dovetailed with, like, just getting angsty about the whole, like, moment that we were in. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, we have, I, we have I would a, love to know if you read about these things on, like, a computer... Or if you have like an old school newspaper on the computer, in your the computer. Same I right. love computer. I wish I had an old school newspaper that would make it infinitely cooler. Or on a stick, no less. Ooh. Yeah, on a stick at the library. <laughs> the library yeah. stick, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I, I read about it on the computer, um, and not often, not all the time. I'm, I, I don't watch like news shows. I, I haven't gotten that deep into it, but like, and my kid, dude, not to throw him under the bus, but my kid listens to like political podcasts. And he'll not like, to throw him under the bus, but he's very aware of what's going on in the world. Yeah, yes. Not to throw him under the bus. I don't but want to say most, terrible things about like him. Most nineteen-year-old. Yeah, I don't want to say bad things about him, but he's the most well-informed person in the family by a long <laughs> shot. You know. Um, but no, I've actually I've learned a lot from him. You know, he's he's bringing me up to speed on who the who the players are, and and um, you know, just kind of keeping track of stuff that's going on in our respective states it's been uh, it's been a, kind of an eye opener what what's funny yeah. is that and we... I'm on a, I'm on another podcast with two very political men sorry I stepped on your thing there yeah yeah are you? but uh, yeah. which podcast is that it's called the happy rant it doesn't sound like it would be angry and political it sounds well, like it would be happy and uh yeah you, one would happy think lucky. yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't always I thought but, it was about things that didn't matter all that much you know that's well, not, that's again, not there more. again no, that's yeah, what it started as that was when Trogues was in charge you're reading too much into things that are actually said on the podcast, or in the podcast copy, as it were. No, but um, I was going to say when when you say you felt like a toddler in the room for not yeah. like being all like into this. When I remember one time telling you that I had gone to a Marco Rubio, um, what do you call that rally, rally. with 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 uh, Aaron and, and my son, uh-huh. and being like, so who who do you like for this you know uh-huh. this year? And, and you were like, guy, I don't really, I don't know, I don't care about it, and, yeah. and I kind of felt silly. Oh, you for being so all and, I, and you weren't you weren't I was like trying a jerk. To make you feel so. No, you weren't a yeah, jerk yeah. about it. I just kind of like I was like, gosh, man, I I I knew for a fact that yeah. your view was better than mine. Like, mm. <laughs> I want to go back to having the better view. You're really selling me on the old me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to say to these guys. Exactly. No, no, say that to them, and then they'll all feel silly. You maybe even realize the power that you're feeling silly is the end game. <laughs> but not you, someone not me, else, someone feels, else yeah. feeling silly. Making others feel silly I should wanna, be the goal. I want to put time. a fine point on this, though, and I, I want to be clear that like becoming more conversant in politics has given me absolutely no hope or no joy. <laughs> so, like, nothing good has come of it. I want to. I want to make sure that I start. But you can, you can make as, grunty small talk with. I can make grunty, other, boring yeah. small talk with other middle-aged men who, who I interact with. That's the goal. Yeah. So. And the alternative is to talk about paint drying, which we actually you and I heard someone doing. <laughs> we once. heard some men talking about at one point. And that I was... and I loudly commented on, and then uh-huh. was chastised. Mm-hmm. Tim and I have a great relationship in which I will like embarrass him in public because I way maybe underestimate how loud I'm being, and I think he slightly overestimates how loud I'm being. You, you know what's interesting? It actually, it happened today. Is it really? Did you notice it happening at Woody's Oasis on Trober Drove? What are you talking Woody's? about at Woody's? I can um, tell you what happened. I was in the bathroom, and I could hear you when I was in the bathroom on the other side of the restaurant. <laughs> mm. That's what happened. Listen, I was exuberant because I was reconnecting with my friends. Yeah, no, I was exuberant too, and it was it was fun, but there was a couple... <laughs> there was a couple... A very like. Guys, I gotta live in this town. This is yeah. I don't even have to live in this town anymore, and I'm still using it. 
Um, there was a very dour looking sort of, oh, and again, this sounds like we're like platforming ourselves, but they were about our age, but they seemed older, if that makes sense. Okay. They were very dour. They were very unhappy looking. They were kind of, they look like the kind of couple that like goes out to eat, but they don't speak to one another. Oh. And um, yeah, they sat down at like the table adjacent to ours and we were laughing and we were, we were, we were I was doing the funnel bit. The funnel bit. And you were great. reacting to the funnel bit. Yeah. And the guy, the guy was like shooting us looks. At, at which point I was like, oh, we should go get some cigars. You know, it's, you know, move it along. See, and, I feel like too. Did you notice the guy? No. Yeah. In this room, I may be the only one who thrives on awkward yes. interactions and awkward 100%. situations. See, I don't. I avoid them like the plague. Yeah. If I sense that exactly. there is some awkward, like real life comedy to be had, yeah. I will. Yeah, I'll ratchet it up. Interesting. Because I'm not uncomfortable, and I right. find the other person being uncomfortable to be very funny. As That's a, usually me. No, 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 no. You're not. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. maybe sometimes, but in a different way. Like, I don't know. I, I do apologize if I've yeah. overstepped in any way. Well, no, but it begs the question: who who was right or wrong in that in that situation? Because we were in a public place. We were a foursome. Having a good time at our table, <laughs> and um, and like, was it? My question to you is a serious question. Was it incumbent upon us to like dial back our our laughter, our good times, no. in order to accommodate a miserable guy at the next table? Or should he have? Or should not he impe- Im- impeded, imposed? Yeah. Upon? Or impeded or our joy. joy? Yeah. He could have sat anywhere else. There were other tables open. Also, he could not be like a wet blanket. There's right. always that option open to everybody. That's true. If I'm if I'm by myself or with Aaron and there's somebody having the time of their lives, I'll be annoyed if I think that they're intoxicated and just like, that's the problem if we're right. at a restaurant. But like, if they're just having fun and yeah. it's not out of hand, I don't, I don't know. I feel like you have to be kind of miserable to be like, I wish they were down at my level of, right. you know, like enjoying life. And so I'm mad at them. I don't yeah. know. I kind of feel like See, again, I'm doing the political old guy thing, though. I almost did a very middle-aged man thing in saying that I feel like that's where the culture's going. Yeah. I feel like nobody's happy unless we're all at the same level of miserable. I think you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're saying that from a place of, uh, like, joke privilege, though. Mm, well, I am. I need to check my joke privilege. Just because I've, I've grown up around funny people and I was at lunch with funny people. It doesn't mean everybody's <laughs> with funny people. You know what I mean? You know what? You, you might, might be having able... lunch with somebody who's not funny. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that's fine too. In fact, yeah. I have to also have lunch with someone who's not funny. Um, I feel like this whole bit is awkward, not funny. This is, <laughs> and also it's awkward in the way that I don't want to lean into. How, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because this is gonna. It, yeah, it's, it's just gonna just, get worse. Yeah, it's gonna hurt me. Yeah, it is. It's gonna hurt both of us. What's up, what else is on your? Uh, it's not your, that many things. We're getting near the end. <laughs> We've been at it 20 minutes. You know what's funny about this is I feel like we had so much. I feel like we did three eps worth of funny before we started recording. And then we started recording and the, the momentum's gone a little bit. Oh, but not much. I mean, let's talk about this. At, yeah. at Woody's Oasis, Yeah. we were talking about... I learned something about my wife that I didn't know. Yeah. Which was that? was that when she and I went on our second or third real date yeah. in 1995, and I took her to a concert... Uh-huh. It was the first concert she'd ever been to, which blew my mind. I mean, other than, like, concerts in the park type things, like at Winona Park. Right, the first, like, big, like, buy a ticket, go to a venue, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Well, I feel like... Uh, Who'd you see? We, all right, so here's the story. Yeah. We saw DC Talk. There we go. Yes. But here's the story. It's, it's talk about the bad kind of awkward. Yeah. yeah. So I'm... Aaron is, uh, you know, younger than me. I'm probably... Um, already had in the bag the, the fact that we were going to be together. Sure. As, you know, going together. I didn't yeah. need to really pour on and impress her. Mm-hmm. But I also... Wait, what? You take umbrage with that? <clears throat> no, what are umbrage. you saying? Like, you knew that this was going to happen. It was a sure thing. Not that we were going to get married and stay together forever, but like... Yeah, no, okay. I knew I, I knew that you... you sure thing has implications, which don't well, apply here, but... You felt right. a certain amount of confidence in yes. terms of where the relationship is. So I'm 17. Uh, we're, we're driving from where we live to Saginaw, um, which is a bigger city yeah. to us, and she doesn't have a driver's license. That's what sure. I'm saying. So, like... So you're kind of running the show here. It's mine to lose, is what yeah. I'm saying, right? The, the whole, like... Uh, Looking like the looking the, like the money, looking like yeah, the big sweetie, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I did lose it. So here, yeah. here's the story of that. Oh no! Um, so we go to this concert. It's when I worked at the radio station. So I I had first dibs on the tickets, dude. So this is kind of a flex all the way around. You're like, hey, baby, should have been, know? yeah, should have been free tickets. Like I'm, this I'm, is part of my work thing. Yeah, you know, I've got yeah, a yeah. job. I'm a I'm a working man here. Let so, me let me take you out. Show you a good time. The station yeah. always gets a certain number of tickets. You know how this yeah, works, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I looked through them all. I went, ooh, row C. Yeah. That's way up front. I picked tickets right in the middle. Sure. It's a cool old theater we're in. Yeah. You know, in, in Saginaw, which is... Everybody talks about Saginaw like it's this, like, you know, horrible... Um, like the Fox Theater or Saginaw. something. But <laughs> it, it kind of was. Yeah, yeah, Saginaw, yeah. Saginaw's kind of a cool town. It's got some stuff from a cool era. So... I picked these tickets that are right up front in the middle. I, I pick up my lady. I was a little nervous that her parents were going to be like, now hold on, when are you going to be back? I said, but they were pretty chill. Her, her, her parents were fairly trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go to the, the thing. We sit down in the seats. I don't know if you remember this. I remember this. We're sitting here. I know you remember the second part, but this I part. I remember this part. <laughs> and some people come up and they're like, uh, excuse me, I think you're in our seats. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, no, I'm with the radio station. Uh, these are definitely not your yeah, seats. Yeah. I so we pull them out and we compare our tickets. They're like, "See, I've got C two and C three, or whatever it is. This is in the middle." Yeah. And I and I take out mine, and they're like, "Oh, see, you're in the balcony." Oh, it's like, tough. Oh. So tough. the walk of shame oh, with yeah. the girl. You know, like I guess we're going up to the balcony and we right. trudge up these steps. And and it was a good concert. You're still in the venue, baby. Still mm-hmm. radio station tickets. And guess what this is, man? I know that you're not a huge DC talk guy, no, no. but you must know and love the song Jesus Freak. Yeah. This is that tour. Okay. So it was big deal. pretty yeah. incredible show, yeah. Yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. they, they had a world-class band with them. The band that became Sonic Flood later was, yeah, was yeah. mostly than them. And uh, it was a great show. I kind of got over that. We had a good time. Um, did you sulk a little bit? I don't think I did. I think I yeah. bounced back pretty good at that point. Because sometimes at I'm, that a, point. <laughs> I, I'm a sulker. When things don't go right on a date, I tend to sulk a little bit. Yeah. I, like, like, like if... Uh, I feel sorry for myself. It, it, what was the thing at the movie theater? Like if the anniversary meal isn't perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah, the movie theater. We covered that then. Yeah, yeah, we covered it. So then we get in the car to go home. Yeah. We start driving. We're driving along. I'm being funny. I'm being fun-loving party yeah. guy and stuff. And, we're, and, then, and I look up, and we're driving past Birch Run, which is a, a town that has famous outlets, right? Yeah. And I said, hey, you want to go do some uh, Dude, it was it was the 90s, which was like Apex Mountain Out, for outlet City. stores. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, if what it had been during time. the day, we probably would have stopped, right? Sure. 
I said, you want to do a little outlet shopping? Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it dawned on me, like, wait a minute. Birch Run is a good deal south of Saginaw. Uh-huh. So I'd gone on, this is in minutia, no one needs, 675 north, which is back up toward home. Again, then, old man stuff, talking about directions. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I took I, the, uh, the 675 there and... Uh, <laughs> you can shave a good three minutes off That's if you right, just... Yeah. <laughs> But when I got to the main I-75, the one that yeah. goes out of Florida, you know, I, I must have somehow... Yeah. I still don't know how I did it. Yeah. Do you? I, I started going south. It's confusing. I wasn't paying attention because I wasn't driving no, the car. No, I'm saying, like, since then, you haven't been, like... Like, you that's where Zach went wrong. No, I haven't. The 75 interchange there. Well, because yeah. this, anytime we go to see Aaron's parents, we're driving this way now. Yeah, like, yeah. So, we, I, I go, oh, no. We're like... So now, if we turn around, there's, like, an extra 40 minutes of drive. Sure. It's later than the concert got done later than we thought it would get done to begin with. Yeah, it was it was maybe even a school night. I think I think it was a okay. Thursday or something. Yeah, and I started losing my scuba, man. I yeah. was like, crap, crap. Only probably words that yeah, we yeah. don't say on our podcast without bleeping. Like I was like so mad at myself and yeah. freaking out. And no one has a cell phone because it's 1995. Right, right. And I was like, I just like lost it like rage wise. Yeah. On, like, the third date for, yeah. like, 25 minutes. It was really uncomfortable. Interesting. And she's going, it's okay, it's no big deal, we'll just pull off and I'll use a payphone and call home. And I'm like, yeah, but I shouldn't know what the... Because I was already a little bit raw from yeah, having yeah, been yeah. wrong about the tickets and everything. Yeah. So that was Aaron's first experience of a real concert. There's a lot on the line there, though, in your mind. Like, you're thinking, I but, want this to but, be perfect. I mean, like, I think in hindsight, Zach would say there was probably a like a better way that he would have take, sure. dealt with that sure. in front of me rather than Rachel. No, I stand by it. <laughs> I actually have thought a lot about this it position. It was super I'm, awkward and really embarrassing. That, like, that's, in different ways for us. Like, you were embarrassed that you'd gone the wrong way. Uh-huh. I was just like, like the way you're acting is embarrassing. You know? Right. That's the thing you should be embarrassed about. Right. Not, right. not the exactly. turn. Yes. Wrong turn. Anybody yeah, yeah. can make a wrong turn. Yes, that's true. I think that's the grave miscalculation that we both make in, in certain situations. <laughs> and here's the thing. No, no, no. Let me tell you the thing you should really be embarrassed about. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that would have helped. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I didn't say that at the time. Mm-hmm. To my credit. That was the first of, of many, many, many times, though, that I would kind of flip my lid. Yeah. Ne- never. Here's the thing. Never at Aaron. No. 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 If anything, it's because you want to impress Aaron. You want it to be nice. But in front of her, in a way that... It's almost even that. more awkward. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like so. Hey, let me let me ask you a question related to this. I think KK's phone just made a noise she's never heard before, and she's all confused <laughs> by it. That's just my reaction. Everybody, please silence your cell phones. Yeah, We're recording right, a yeah, podcast yeah. here. Trying to do radio here, but um, do you have the dynamic? We do, which is why I'm asking the question. We have the dynamic where like something will go wrong, and we'll kind of be complaining about it together. Mm-hmm. And it'll be funny, right? And we're we're both thinking it's funny and it's ratcheting up, and I keep complaining, but then I cross the imaginary line of like I've gone too far, and then she gets all surly and sullen and like it's no longer funny, and I'm like, I didn't know. I thought we were having a good time here, you know? I don't think so. Do you? Um, no, I think that what we typically do is when something bad happens, one of us will think it's really bad, and one of us will say. It's, it's no fine, it's no big deal, but that'll switch yeah. depending on the situation. Yeah, who it is and what the situation yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, like, and here's the thing. So, I'll tell a story because it's several years ago, and I don't think Aaron's embarrassed about it. Um, we were so, in... I'm the butt of the joke in this one? No, no, it's, oh. there's no there's no butt of a joke. Okay. So, we were in Florida, 
Yeah. And Erin went to check in. She bought. She likes to make the travel arrangements. She's, yeah. she's good at keeping you know notebooks full of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she went to check in her flight back home. Yeah. And realized that it was a good month out. She had gotten the right number, but the wrong sure. month name. Sure. Um, and she was like, so she doesn't rage out. She just got like really sad and just as angry at herself as I was. Right. But more in like a I'm almost crying kind of way. And so I was like. It's okay, sweetie. Don't worry. No big deal. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you're so nice that you're not mad about this. Uh-huh. I can't believe that, that you're taking it so well. And it was almost the same thing, only she didn't, like, flip out in, like, a... Instead right. of it manifesting as rage, it manifested as, like, actual vulnerability. Yeah. And I think the difference is that men default by overriding that vulnerability right. with, like... Um, a lot of f bombs and like yeah. uh, extra gas and like right. The rage speed, whatever you mean. <laughs> I do. So fast. I'm an angry driver. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. He's like Nicholas Cage over here. I am. Oh yeah. Drive angry. I'm like take a corner at like 95 and it's, it's great. I do want to say that in that case, in that particular case, the reason I was so upset was because it was going to cost. Thousands of dollars to fix. Sure. But let me suggest that when I'm 17, getting you home an extra 45 minutes late uh, on a school night when your mom has already been kind of mad at me for a number of things uh. was the, the kid equivalent of it costing. Okay. That is true. Okay. And it was hundreds, not thousands. Okay. okay. Um, that like that was the, that, what was on the line was like proportionally to how old we were about okay. the same. Okay. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll allow it. Yeah. I think, I think that works. What, what was your first big date, you guys? Ooh. Um, well, our first big date was... Was it the date I asked you on or the date you asked me on? Uh, well, the date she asked me on... Turn that a little um, so we can hear the lady. Yeah, the date she asked me on was exceptional. It was actually like a dream. It was wonderful. Is this when you went in the, the D-Bag's house and, and made yeah, dinner? Yeah, we went in the D-Bag's stuff? house. She made dinner. I chose the music. Uh, then we went to... A Catholic church service for a class that she had, which wasn't there because she screwed the time up. <laughs> did she and, like freak out and get really angry? <laughs> yeah, she did drop like twenty f bombs. No, she didn't. <laughs> we actually just had a really romantic like couple hour interlude sitting by ourselves in this beautiful church. Like, it was lovely. At stained glass yeah. windows and holding hands. And then we went and got coffee, and I showed her. A Dude, thing. There's something nineties about looking at stained glass windows oh, and like very lighting much. candles in yeah, a Catholic yeah, yeah, church. Yeah. Very nineties. But then, yes, then we did a thing, though, that resulted in the thing that we're talking about, in that I showed her a horrible 90s movie, which I knew was horrible, like, eight minutes into the first act. What was it? Uh, it was uh, the thing that the guy the died crow. filming. The Crow. Oh, that's such a it terrible. It was so terrible, dude. <laughs> so I spent, the, I spent the balance of the movie, like, an hour and a half apologizing and feel, knowing it was terrible, feeling like it was going to ruin the relationship. Why didn't you just turn it off? That's the thing. I could have just turned it off. I didn't, though. You smoke your cigar. Yeah, I'll, I'll smoke my cigar. Um, but then, That's our second date, yeah. I asked you on it. I was going to take you to a money dinner in Indianapolis, yep. which I was excited Indy. about. I, I borrowed my parents' Oldsmobile. I got, I got it all nice. cleaned up and it detailed. It was detailed. I mean, it was Yeah, dude, like... like spotless. Beautiful. I noticed. Yeah, I know, because I... Ted I was like, particularly get that back seat... Nice yeah. and clean. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I pick her up. I begin to drive to Indianapolis with her. We hit this like horrible snarl of traffic. And I, I got um, irrationally upset about it. 
And I, I started to apologize profusely. Like, I as can't believe this. As if it were this. your fault. As if it were my fault. It was, it was like angry apologizing. It was angry, but it was apologetic. <laughs> she didn't know what to do with it. She was confused, you know. So I ended up moving into the middle because it was a bench seat. And we just kind of made out during the traffic snarl. That's so it, great. It that made it better. Okay. Yeah. It turned out okay. We've done that before. In a way, though, it conditioned I'm me. I'm like trying to, to find that... traffic jams. <laughs> <laughs> you use your Waze app to like find your way into it. Um, no, but it, but it, in a way, it rewarded the bad behavior such that I think like <laughs> I thought then that every time I threw a tantrum, it would result in a makeout oh, session no. on the highway. Yeah. That sounds healthy. Yeah, it was I very think healthy. That's proven to be true. Over yeah, it hasn't proven to be true. It's, the one that I remember the quite most, the opposite, actually, but, yeah. has to do with traffic. In fact, okay. we had just moved to Jackson, Tennessee. No oh boy. And this is fairly recent. Sure yeah, well, well, they've lived there a long no, time. Six years ago. Six years. We moved to Jackson, Tennessee, and a friend, a new friend, we didn't know anybody. We were new in town. Invited us to this like concert under the stars, classical music thing. I was very excited to go. A friend, new friend, this is great, we can meet people, we can make friends, B, I, I, it sounded kind of arty and fun, I don't know, it sounded not the kind of thing Ted would necessarily get excited about, but he was game for going, we go, and keep it, you guys have been to Jackson, Tennessee, how can I paint a picture for the, the good people of the gut check army who's it's never been huge. to Jackson, it's not it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. a it's medium, not small, it's a yeah, medium, it's, medium. it's small, medium-sized town, it's a, it's a medium-sized city, Kind of like Bay City. Really? I don't think it's, it's about the size of Lansing, isn't it? Yeah, it's smaller yeah. than Lansing. There's got to be 150,000 people there, You know right? what? I, no? Yeah, 150,000 in the area. I would say it's Saginaw-esque. Like 80, okay. Yes. Okay, we, I mean, we walked around downtown and... Downtown was nice. It, it seemed to be yeah. quite a bit. Like, any, anyway, okay. So yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not Chicago. It is right. not Chicago. So we go to this concert. We're having a lovely time. We The concert ends. We get in the car. We try and exit the parking lot. And it was there. Were, there was traffic. You know, right. there were probably two hundred cars trying to exit the same modest-sized parking lot. Give or take. To be fair, I can feel where this is going, and I and I, I hate being in that kind of situation. Me too. Well, it's I always a look, terrible situation. I leave everything early. It, it could be like really. It could be, it could be game <laughs> seven of the World Series and tied he's, in like the sixth inning. I would leave. Yeah. Early, I would. Traffic. You know, I wouldn't do that. But I, I get being mad in that kind of traffic. Ooh. Well, and probably he had stayed for the whole thing because I was having fun. But where you know the rage is kind of simmering higher. It's it's boiling hotter and hotter, and it culminated with him saying. This is a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. You're like, this is what I was hoping for, sweetie. Yeah, for some reason, that made me so mad. I was like, there's so many things in life that are a nightmare. This is not a nightmare. And it, and then it didn't. It wasn't great. So yeah, we, yeah. we made up eventually. We did. But uh, oh, well, yeah. Hence, you're sitting here together today. That's it. And we're still married. Lo, these many years later. Um, yeah, that's. Well, that's some radio about how we each handle <laughs> disappointment and conflict in our lives, and well, you know, we're uh, still infants in in a sense, I guess. So, I, well, I feel like I don't. I mean, get... not so much me a few years ago in Jackson. Zach, but... is there something so interesting on your phone? I was you just seem, thinking you seem the same glued thing. to the screen. I was What's looking up the uh, the population of Jackson, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, which is about sixty-seven thousand. It's about about half of. Uh, Lansing, Michigan. Yeah. So it, it's like a, it's not a top 200 size city. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the top 10 in Tennessee, though, I right? Think I think mean, so. Yeah. So, so, so. Lansing feels 
a lot bigger though because there's all the other stuff with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, right. Because Jackson is by itself. That's it's it. it's a it. unit. Yeah. yeah, self-contained unit. Self-contained. But I was gonna say I don't. I feel like I am making great progress in not raging out when things go wrong. I like would that. like to say yes, you are. That's wonderful, yes. baby. Good for you. What um, about me? Am I making progress? I would say that you are. You say it's a nightmare far less often. <laughs> and when you do, it's usually a funny little joke between mm. the two of mm-hmm. us. Um, you a are lot very, of growth. You are very good at not freaking out during real crises. Yeah, you want to tell that story? Sure. I'd love to tell yeah. that story. This is a fresh one, circa oh, like two weeks ago. The story. A little, a little tender, even. Yeah. Um, I, on the other hand, real crises, not so good. KK's like a possum. She like goes to sleep in real crisis. <laughs> she's so complimentary and she's like, that guy will take care of it. <laughs> well, I, I did have a situation where um, I have uh, a young friend that I spend time with and she and I had made a trip to Walmart. We gardened together and baked cookies and whatnot. And we'd gone to Walmart to pick up a shovel so that we could continue our gardening. And I had, a, in the back of my mind, I was like, this time is dedicated for Miriam. And, but I have this long list of things that have to get done. I've got to have her home by two, and then it's like full speed ahead. I've got a lot of things to do. And um, we go to Walmart. We grab the shovel. We're going to zip home and dig up the raspberry bushes for her to take home, and my car won't start. And I was just like, well, that's it. My day's ruined. My life is ruined. I don't know what to do. Would you say that it was a nightmare for you? (laughs) She described this day to me over Marco Polo, and it did sound quite nightmarish. Well, and I was, the worst thing about it was that I was absolutely frozen. I called you, and I was like, I I don't, the car car won't start. And (laughs) and I, I didn't know what to do. And so Ted comes zooming over. He picks up, he gets my car started for one thing. And then, and I was like, well, what do I do now? And <laughs> <laughs> Can you look at my calendar? Yeah, yeah. And he drives Miriam home, and then he told me to drive to the auto parts store to check the battery, and I almost fell asleep driving to the auto parts store. <laughs> Which is literally like a block and a half. You can see it from where you were parked. <laughs> I don't know. And then they told me one thing, but it was a holiday, and so the mechanic wasn't open. And so we, we drive the car to the mechanic, Uh, Oh, and incidentally, one of the things that was on my to-do list was I had a potential client who I had a phone appointment with. This is what made it a nightmare. This was what made it a nightmare. Although, even at this moment, I'm not, I'm I'm behaving badly. I'm just, it was terrible. So, we we decide, we drive the car to the mechanic, we leave the car at the mechanic, we do the thing where you, you know, write the whatever on the envelope, and you stick the key in the envelope, and you you drop it in the slot at the mechanic. So you're committed, it's gone at that point. Yeah. You lock the car, you drop it in the slot, you drive away. We get home, and I'm like, well, it's an hour and a half late for my phone appointment with this lady, but I'll call her and I'll explain it to her. And I start digging in my purse for my phone. I had locked it in my car. Oh, I think I was going to say you had put it through the slot. You were so discombobulated. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it was almost that bad. I still had my keys, but I had put yeah, my phone through. Right, right, right. So, so we, we had to find Tristan because for some reason he had the extra key to my car. Now, I would say, too, and not to, like, uh, Do you want to tell about my uh, my tantrum that when I discovered that I well, left my car? Well, I want Ted to tell it. I think it's interesting in as much as I think when I rage out, there's a tendency that you have to to, to sit a little bit in judgment of that. <laughs> ah, I'm familiar with that tendency. Yes. 
And what was interesting about this was that you were the one raging out. Yes. And I, I didn't so much want to sit in judgment as much as I wanted you to remember your rage out so that when I did oh, it I again, yeah. I would, you know, maybe maybe the, the response would be a little more gentle. Yeah, there were, it was a... I don't know. I think I threw something across the room and then oh, wow. fell down on the bed and yeah. said what? naughty words repeatedly. Fell asleep. For a long time. Yeah. I was going to ask if you fall asleep instantly. <laughs> I was just like, well, my life is over. So I may as well go to sleep. I mean, yeah. what's the point of anything? So we, we did eventually get the phone back and I called the lady and it was fine. It was fine. And, you know, and the car ended up fine the eventually. The car was fine. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was better than what the original prognosis had been. So you know, when, it all turned out, but it was it was a very bad day. Remember the good old days when you'd get home and the phone would be affixed to the wall near yes. your fridge? You knew where it was yeah, and exactly. it always had power. Lock it in your car. Yeah, yes. Those were, those were the days. When it didn't the days you. The days when you were you know driving south on I-75 instead of north and you didn't have the phone right now Kristen ever it was a nightmare do you have a tendency to rage out at people or just at just things and life. situations I was so mad at myself uh-huh and also do I get mad at people? You don't. I don't feel like you say things to people because sometimes you say things where you're like, "Oh, this situation." I'm like, "Oh, you should do this." And you're like, "Oh no, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything to that person." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I seldom say things. I think I think you get mad about people. I do get mad about from people. time to time. Um, I have gotten mad at my children before. That's yeah. real. That's um, real. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing is, I think I stopped raging out as much and started getting a lot better with the introduction of the child. Because oh. I was very afraid. I, I, I had a rage, rage issue. Mm. Like, I was better when I freaked out on, on I-75 than I had been before Aaron met me. Like, I would, wow. I would, my dad, for like three years, would not take me bowling, even though I insisted I wanted to go. Yeah. Because I would get so mad, I one time threw a bowling ball in anger. Like, oh. like we're talking about, like, should we get Zach a counselor level of, sure, of sure, rage? Sure. And I did not want to, like model that or download that to my kid at all. Right. And so I think that that would kind of flash up and just reality check me anytime I felt something kind of welling up. Mm. Um, I think you're right. That, which is a good, it's a good thing. It's a good way that it is. kids yeah. can affect you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and having just one, I think you wind up not getting as angry because mm-hmm. everyone I know is kids make them mad. It's not either of the kids or any of the three kids. It's the aggregate. It's the, yeah. the interaction between them and what they do. Yeah. You know, the, the little said, disputes, said, and, sure, and sure. which, I, I mean, I, can, I, I don't think I could have. I think I would have become a rage monster yeah. in such situations. <laughs> yeah. But enter the clips, and we just had the one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Well, I don't think I get mad terribly often, but you, you, true I have form. a slow burn, and yeah. once I tip... Once I tip the, <laughs> the tipping point, when you get mad, you really, you really get there. It's, you know, it can be a little yeah. terrifying. I've heard. Yeah, yeah no, it can. <laughs> yeah, it but can. yeah, not not often. No, we're thank, good thank people. We're yeah. all good people. Good people. Good people. Uh, on this podcast. Listen, everybody, rest assured, we're great people. Mm, Indeed. Good parents too. Definitely. Nobody call CPS. <laughs> Nobody call. <laughs> <laughs> We are all kind and we're patient and stuff. <laughs> we never rage at our kids. <laughs> uh, uh, let, let's put this one in the bag, man. I think so. We have steaks to eat later. We have to prep. Right? Oh, we're getting dressed up. We're going to get yeah, dressed, dressed up. up to the nines, man. Get a dress oh, hot 
It is really hard. So just so you know, if you paid 13 bucks for a magazine, it's also something you can use to fan yourself. Does it work well? You know, quite well. In fact, it's got so much girth. girth. Yeah. That it almost doesn't work as a fan oh. because it's almost it's more book like than mm. fan like. You get a lot for your money. With That's the, what uh, I'm saying. Don't you, do. you think this is a flimsy little paper fan? I do want any anybody yeah. to know though who's on the fence about buying the magazine that it does it does also work as a yeah. fan. You can you can pay. Pay. don't hear her saying it doesn't work as a fan. Use it as yeah. fan. Let me see so, that beautiful piece uh, yeah. here of, of, of periodical of literature. I wanna read to you Ted's Letter from the editor. All right, this is how it, this is how the whole thing starts. <clears throat> In fiscal 2020, as a company, oh, I like how KK is reading along. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Zach and I tried to quote embrace the rhythms that move us forward. It was a trying year in many ways, full of hopes, fears, and many tears, as we've dreamed about moving our little company forward. It 20... was a year full of hopes, fears, and tears. Twenty us to. <laughs> As we moved our company forward. forward. <laughs> <laughs> we sold some books. <laughs> we did a thing. We made a magazine which we sold to about 50 people. <laughs> 2020 taught us to embrace rhythms rather than embracing actual people who are now very scary and who now pose a very real threat to our safety. And while, quote, embracing the rhythms that move us forward might sound like the kind of saccharine pap that would come out of an incredibly vapid leadership book, or would appear on a certain kind of Instagram mom's black sign with those little white plastic letters. It is not like that. For us, it is extremely deep. <laughs> As I reflect on 2020, I think of all the little, quote, rhythms that we enjoyed together. One was purchasing a yacht. Another included purchasing a skyscraper. Yet another, highlighted on these very pages, was, t was taking our company public and offering readers and listeners a chance to own, quote, stock in our company, a share of which you'll find, suitable for framing, later in this issue. <laughs> Zach and I spent many a late night socially distanced and appropriately masked, ensconced in a world-class boardroom atop our skyscraper, which has many floors. I think that's one of the best lines <laughs> in the whole thing. <laughs> Thinking about how to create the one product that is in no way outdated, but is rather timeless, the magazine you're holding in your hands. <laughs> After the first issue came out, our detractors said, Do we really need another boutique magazine created by two middle-aged men who are writing, by and large, about themselves? It's the kind of feedback that really causes a man to soul-search. But at the end of the day, we decided that readers really do need a chance to hear from asphalt legend Duke Morrison via an excerpt from his memoir. Readers need guitar tabs to Couch's smash hit breakdown, alt-titled, Oh no, no! No, 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 no. Readers need to hear my thoughts on Collegard. And finally, readers need to be shareholders with us. And by that I mean they will stay largely anonymous, and we will stay largely aloof, unknowable, and famous. For Zach and me, 2020 meant dancing in a field of uncertainty, and also in a field of cotton behind my house, where there were teacups. This was in no way a posed or professionally taken photograph, Rather, someone just caught us in a rare, unguarded moment. Thank you for always dancing with us. Mm. Ted Clock, mm. editor. Man. Oh my gosh, that's just that great, man. That right, Zach. We, uh, and that's just one of 64 pages. One of 64 pages, that's right. You've, now, you've, you've read one sixty-fourth of the magazine. If you want the other 63, 63 64th, yeah, you need to 
pay twelve ninety nine or probably like five bucks for the sad easy version. But again, <laughs> you're gonna I'm want. Make it available as an easy. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a sad, sad easy. Now and... I'm not one to to be petty. I would like to point out that of the four founding members of Gut Check, three of them are represented in color on the cover. Mm. But you know who has the longest article in the whole magazine? Kristen Kluck, the saucy broad. So it's. Well, I just want to say, if you're if you're looking for a full color picture of me, you're not going to get it. Here. Well, listen, I haven't. <laughs> this is a very nice picture, though. It, oh yeah, it's that could be on the it could be on the reverse side of the pullout. I was going to say, I haven't printed the poster yet. It could just be you, if it you could like. Just be me. Actually, I have a really cute, and I said a cute picture of you guys together gazing at each other. Oh. And I could make that one half of the reverse side, and then a picture of Aaron and I be the other half. No, because That's... what if people want you and Ted? They've got the one of him pushing me out of swing, which is one of the funniest pictures and I've seen in my life. Like, it's it's how many sides is this poster? It's one, one side is the cover. full thing, and then on the other side, oh, you'd have a half and half. Half and half. Yeah. Um, I feel like as long as the picture of Ted and I gazing into each other's eyes includes a little cartoon blurb that says, this is a nightmare. <laughs> uh, ouch. Yeah, wow. That's hard. Dude, we, well, got, we got interactive materials for the kids. Yeah, there's a kids page. There's a crossword puzzle. It's yeah. just fun. Help Dr. Van Trippy escape the community <laughs> and get to his hairier chat. Look out for Edith. Look out for Edith. Yeah, like, with a little hairier jump jet. <laughs> uh, we've, got, we've got comic books, or comics, rather. Yep. We've got uh, opinion pieces, reviews. A large gut check uh, crossword puzzle. It's like the New York Times. Yes, it's dude, that one will take you a while. Don't use a pen. That's right. Oh, no. That's right. Well, you could if you scanned it into your remarkable, because it, then you could always just erase. It's going to challenge you, though. It's going to stretch you in different ways. Or if you there, buy. There were a couple of them in there that I was just like, huh, I don't think I know the answer to this. We I a, mean, we give the answers in it, as, as they do, you know, but. We've got a long exam. Uh, which diehard character are you? That's one of my I favorite things. My Question 26 Are you a hostage or a terrorist, or a terrorist or a hostage? Is your life a study of dualities? <laughs> Explain. Explain. And there's like two lines. Are you going to write, like, five words? Have you wept for there are no more worlds to conquer, <laughs> yes or no? Dude, it, I think that this turned out, as far as, like, expectation versus reality of any of our projects so far, this one's my favorite. How much table is left? A, plenty of table. B, a little bit of table. C, no more no table! table. <laughs> <laughs> Were you born in Kyoto, Japan in 1937, after which your parents immigrated to the United States in 1939? Etc. Etc. San Pedro, California. But listen, if you buy the PDF, you can, and you have a Remarkable, you can just open it there, and then you can highlight things, and you can fill out the crossword and the maze, and then just erase it and How remark it. this sad PDF? I'd like to know. It's going to be like five bucks. Oh, that's, the, that's a bargain. Not as good... Because what are you gonna how what are you gonna do with the, the fold out poster? People what are you gonna do with the, the the share of stock? I don't think works if it's the PDF. So One of the things that the share of stock, which by the way, took me how long? Three hours to put together, and Please. I think it was worth every second because it looks great. If you have it physically, that is gonna get you access to every sad Zoom smoke for the rest of Gut Check history. Absolutely. Wow. All you need to do is show it now. Does everybody who have access, will they actually get into the Zoom smoke? That one guy, you mean? Yes. Who, you know what? Listen, I, I think it's Az- Aziel, Aziel, whatever it is. It's a it's a money name with which you cannot fail, except, except failing, failing to get, to get into the Zoom yeah. smoke because I failed to send you the... Um, yeah, no, that guy, uh, he bought a magazine too, 
So I was going to say he gets into a Zoom smoke for free, but he already has lifetime access. So you know what? Maybe I maybe I take a couple gut check stickers and I slip it into the envelope oh. with his magazine as a way of saying thanks. And we think you're a, a good fellow with a, a money epic name. Also, we may never do another Zoom smoke. I I don't know. That was a lot of fun. What do you guys? What are your thoughts on like Zoom as a viable, um, you know, post pandemic? Not to suggest that this is over, guys. No, that's, will be. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. very controversial. But like, yeah. as a post-pandemic vehicle for getting, you know, a, a, a relatively, let's say, an exclusive group that's all that's around right. the world together in one place. I like it. The fact that Granty was able to like walk us to his work—that was unbelievable. It was so fun. That what was a handsome guy too. That was for me one of the highlights of 2020. Was our, our few little gatherings on Zoom. They were nice. That was fun. They were nice. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> really? Now, yeah. now you got together with family and everything over Zoom. You're you're, you're no longer good on that. Huh? We had some horrible conversations with family over it was Zoom. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, so that also tainted those Zoom. relationships are in really good shape now. Um, now, were you guys yeah. ever uh, in in free America there mm-hmm. in in uh, West Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Were you ever like gathering for church stuff on Zoom, or did that not even happen? Like you At went back very, to church very right away. Beginning, we 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 did small group on Zoom and it was awful. Really? I, I found the Zoom stuff to be so fun. I got old and young. Yeah, yeah, no, like not like not like church on Zoom, but I'm talking about I did a bingo game during like the full on lockdown. It kept me from actual depression, I think. Oh good. It was a blast. We were all laughing and and it was just a blast. And I did a couple Bible studies on Zoom and I had this isn't like the this is at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. It's when we did. We thought it was going to be a month, yeah. you know, like our three weeks or whatever. Just a couple weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it was very fun. And at this point, I have I have boycotted everything Zoom yeah. for, I'd say six months. Sure. Yeah. Other than the gut check thing we did in that time, and I I would do one tomorrow. Yeah. Like a Zoom smoke for See, gut yeah, check. Yeah, that was enjoyable. Oh yeah. Because you couldn't get together with those people anyway. Well, we so could. We had the Zoom no, I mean, like, how many of them are truly going to, like, fly out? and like right. all Enough for the house show. Mm. But, like, I think it's when you have to do it with people where you would normally be in the same room. That's when it starts getting old. It's a bit of a bummer. For yeah. months and months and months well, and months and months. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what's hard about Zoom for me. You guys already know about my auditory handicap. That's why she opened the magazine, to read it along. I did read alongside so that I could... Now, a pin in that. This is not an actual hearing issue. It's a cognition thing that is either, like, a, a thing that people bust your chops about, or it's real. Like, well, in real school, did you have a hard time, like, hearing a lecture and internalizing it? Or? Well, you know how they did that whole, like, kinesthetic learner, uh-huh. auditory learner? Like, I'm, your ears work. It's a matter I, of... Well, they work less less well than they, than they used well, to. Well, all of so ours work less well. That's a real well, thing. Guys, but, no, it's, it's like I'm very much a visual learner, uh-huh. and I, okay. I cannot take in information auditorily. Like, we've like leaned into um, like subtitles, subtitles for everything that we're watching. Subtitles all around. Now, question, wow. when you listen to the podcast, do you feel like you should have a transcription in front of you? I feel like you're it a big fan help. of the podcast. I do listen to the podcast religiously, but here's the I thing. want to believe that you're a big fan of the podcast. I am a huge fan of the podcast. <laughs> but if I, so I listen to podcasts while I work, but... You know, and I work cooking. So let's say I have to read the directions on a recipe, or I need to double the recipe, or, or do any kind of thinking. Uh-huh. I have to stop the podcast. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, in fact, I even stop music when I have to do that because mm-hmm. it's very like I really have to focus to listen to anything. But all that to say, that actually doesn't have anything to do with it. With, with Zoom, I think what's hard is that when we're in a 
room together and, and we're kind of talking over each other a little bit and we step on each other. It, it's not hard. It's just, but with Zoom, it's like cutting in and out. And the microphone's you need right. on Zoom. I hate it. You need it's a host. Hard. You need yeah. somebody to move the ball around conversationally and, and keep it going. Yeah. And if you have that figure. And you have to not have too many people. Who not have too many. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like one person at a time. So well, I just muted everybody, and then one at a time unmuted them there if there go. was, yeah. yeah and maybe that go. works okay, but the ones that we did were that were kind of freestyle. Nobody ever really got to talk well. It just, it felt very I had to stilted. do a bunch for work, I too. I was yeah, I did a ton yeah. for, like, writing events, a ton for work, and a ton for writing stuff that got canceled, and then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we'll do it this way. And there were some groups that were really good at it. Mm-hmm. And then there were some where it was the most awkward yeah. experience not in the way that we were talking about yeah, awkward yeah. experiences. Earlier. If somebody was freaking out, like, I missed yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would have actually been funny on a Zoom. Someone raging out. Dude, on the, on the contrary, the only guy who was on our Zoom in a yeah. car driving yeah. was uh, Cody. And he was, he was as steak. content as can be eating a steak with his, like, fist. Yeah. Our boy, by the way, you can also, you've got a QR code and a discount code uh, on an ad for... Uh, Mukwano, and you can you get a little, a little, and I mean little uh, discount on uh, your next. I, I called him and hey, I that's said, "Business though." I said, you know? "What what do you want it to be? The discount for the quarterly? We'll make the code quarterly, and then what should be the discount?" He goes, "A quarter." Joking, yeah. and I was like, "No, that's it. It has yeah, to be a quarter." Be a so quarter. you're the one. Who it's me. Yeah. The deal that wasn't all that great. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think he was probably willing to go up to like thirty percent, and I just cost <laughs> I cost you all money. <laughs> you could have recapped, recouped rather your expense of the magazine over time with. Uh, I love it, baby. But anyway, yeah. That's how we do business. This is the magazine business that we have now dominated. It's cutthroat. It's cutthroat. Sometimes. Have you dominated it because there's a lot of magazines that have, you know, shuttered their... That's right. Jerry left, and and we're on the first issue, so... A lot of people closed their magazine during COVID. We opened one. (laughs) So, think about that. That's one way to think about it. That is... That's... The way that I'm thinking about Listen, it. Listen, uh, you know how I think about it, Ted? How's that? We did a thing, we made a magazine, which we sold to about 50 people. <laughs> Baby, we should uh, we should wrap this one and go to our respective dwellings to get ready for dinner. Um, we got a night of opulence and excess ahead of us. Um, are you okay with that? You look, you look... Huh? Yeah, you're good with it. I'm good, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, we're at an hour and ten minutes here, which Before is our I standard now. Program, I want to. I want to make sure both hosts are on board with it. I'm all uh, for yeah. getting ready for dinner and eating it. I love it. I love it. Well, Zach, we've done what we always do on this program, in that we have talked about our magazines, our, our ra- many our flaws, respective flaws and rage issues. <laughs> what a wonderful time of healing and growth! I feel like this may have been. Um, may have been. <laughs> we've talked some Gordon Lightfoot content, which has just been years in the making. I mean, that you know. Can't believe we didn't do that sooner. Um, <laughs> and Zach, we will see you <laughs> next time. Hey, phone at your best friend's way. Call me in the middle of the night. Said, baby, we know where this is heading. Let's make a run for it and get lost in the
Good. <laughs>